0: Welcome to the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast. I am Gina Vissram, your host from LimitlessCoaching.com, and you are listening to the podcast for working parents. It is my firm belief that whether you are working inside of the home or outside of the home, paid or unpaid, as long as you are closely involved with raising your kids, you. Are a working parent and I hope that in this corner of the internet you can find inspirational content that really connects with you, inspires you as I said but is also actionable as well. But I think I've already said inspiration twice within the first 45 seconds and that's because of today's topic Today, we are talking about I Am Becoming. Nuggets of inspiration from Michelle Obama. I am so blessed. And I know this. This isn't news. And actually, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I feel that way. Even on the the kind of crappier days, because... I think gratitude is such an important exercise, such an important thing. However, it was even easier than normal (laughs) to be grateful this week because I had the pleasure and the honour of going to see Michelle Obama speak live as part of her European book tour. So she was here in London, she was at the O2, which is a huge venue, and I'm delighted that she decided to do that, because when she was here sometime at the end of 2018, I think, she did a talk at the South Bank, which is one of my favourite places in London, but is a tiny venue. And it would have been phenomenal to see her speak there. But they literally had about 2,500 tickets, I think. So, yeah, this was a bit more of an opportunity for the masses to go. Um, Certainly the masses that were prepared to, you know, fork out generally over £100 for a ticket. Which, for Michelle Obama... That was an investment that I was willing to to put aside budget and pay for, for sure. So there were so many things that I could pick on to talk about. And, you know, it kind of made me want to get out her book again and go at it with a highlighter and talk about a whole range of things. I'm not going to do that here. But what I am going to share is a few of the nuggets that she mentioned on the evening where she talked to a crowd of 15,000 of us here in London. So the evening started with, I mean, they had some brilliant videos, some fantastic video footage of Michelle as a child, as Michelle Robinson, because that is where her story starts, naturally. And you saw her family, some of her background, some of her experience, and then, of course, lots of beautiful images of her family, her husband, her two gorgeous, smart girls. And, you know, you remembered that when Barack Obama became president, he, you know, he had a very young family. I think she said that the girls were 7 and 10 at the time. So over the eight years that they were in the White House, we really saw the girls grow. Um, And that really was their formative years. So I guess, firstly, I would say, if you haven't actually read Becoming, please do. It is a really, really brilliant read, in my opinion. And it goes in all kinds of directions that you might not necessarily expect. The most important of which probably being that, you know, you're hearing about Michelle from her childhood, from her background, from before we knew her. And because that is all a very, very significant part of her evolution. And becoming, and the hashtag I am becoming, is what she uses because... It's the notion that we're we're all evolving. Even where we are now, we're evolving into something else, into another phase of our of our time, another chapter, something else that we're interested in, maybe something else that we might be struggling with. it's but but we're always becoming. And you know for for Michelle Obama, of course she became, the first lady and there were so many firsts for them and for her and the evening started off with the video as i said and then as the show was uh they called it a show i i might just use that term they had i think it was four or five different people different ages different races standing there and saying what they are becoming And it was a beautiful way to set the tone. So, Michelle was interviewed by Stephen Colbert, who is a late-night talk show host in the US. He is very funny. I have seen him interview Michelle. It was a great interview. I will watch it again now, though, actually, after being at the show the other night. He did a great interview with Tiffany Haddish, who I also love. Yes, it's... uh, fairly different characters, I think, but um, but he's a good interviewer. And he had a good chemistry and familiarity with Michelle, which of course made that an even better experience for us in the audience. So here are just a few of the things that she said, which I thought might be useful for you to hear. She talked about knocking on doors and not necessarily depending on an intermediary. The idea of really knocking on doors yourself. And I think the context for this was when she said something like, don't count on Twitter to understand what's going on in your neighbourhood or in your city. Like, get out there and get to know the people around you, in reality. And she told a story how you know, in Idaho, they'd been campaigning, and it was a really important state for them. And she'd felt that the day had gone pretty well. But on the news, they were talking about how they were losing in that state. And so it was a great, it was a great reminder of um, the fact that when you're not actually on the ground, when you don't actually know what is happening around you, it's easy to for conjecture and assumptions to happen. So knocking on doors and making personal connections is something that is really important. She also talked about how she found it very interesting that even people, and I will call them keyboard warriors, to be generous, even people who might slander you, doubt you, who do their best to belittle you, who have made it no secret that they really don't seem to like or respect you, She talked about how it's funny that they will still always be in the queue and always want to take a picture. And she would she would get ready, you know, she would kind of steal herself. is that the is that the phrase? Because, you know, you know that somebody's been a complete ass to you, excuse me, online. Um, But, you know, they'll come and they'll they'll remember their in-person manners that people forget on the other side of a keyboard. And, yeah, she did. She talked about how, despite how people might feel about you or what they might say or certainly what their agenda is, they might not even genuinely have an issue with you. Uh, Sometimes when they have the opportunity, they'll still want to come and get that picture. Uh, She talked about making sure that you remember the difference between beliefs and opinions, different beliefs and opinions. And she, oh, this is really cute. She talked a bit about Barack and how they got together. and. Ultimately, he was a hotshot, as I think she called him, intern that her law firm was very excited about. He was going to be interning for the summer. And, you know, she had fairly, not low expectations, but she, <laughs> she said something that I think uh, many of the relevant people in the room laughed about which was that sometimes when you're in a very white environment, as her law firm was, sometimes there might be real excitement about a black colleague who is, is ultimately just eloquent and articulate, as so many people are. But essentially she wondered whether he was overhyped. And he came late on the first day, and all of that stuff. I will leave it to you to actually read it, because it's much better coming from her, whether you listen to the book on Audible, or whether you actually get a copy. But I think the point that I was going to make, uh, that she said, which was really interesting, was that he had game. And by that, I mean he made it really, really clear even as she was trying to be really professional and not get with the one black intern that she'd ever had to look after, and and she was trying to set him up with friends, he made it very clear that he wanted to be with her. And she said in the room that, you know, if brothers want a lesson in impressing a woman, he was a great example. He was just clear, clear, straight forward. Doesn't that sound pretty good? I know I certainly got to a point in my 20s where I was like, I am done with all this ridiculous game playing. <laughs> oh goodness. So yeah, that that one got a lot of nods and smiles and laughs. She mentioned that she fell in love with the way Barack treated people, and how that said so much about him. And this... Related to his mother and his sister. This related to, you know, the the people that he, he worked with. The people in the community that he was working with and for. Essentially everybody. You know? He made people feel good. He made people feel important. And she fell in love with the way that he treated people. I certainly had a personal uh connection with that thought as well because it was one of the reasons why I fell in love with my husband as well because I saw how he treated people and interestingly in our case one of the things that told me so much about the man that he is is how he treats his ex-wife with respect and I thought, you know, no matter how good uh, a relationship is when it breaks down, like no matter how civil you're potentially being to each other, I guess there are, you know, ultimately faults that you can pick, right? Otherwise you'd still be together. But I loved that he was always so respectful. And this is is my other half. I love that he was always so respectful, is always so respectful about her. But I say was, because it was one of those things very early in our time together that told me so much about the man who he is. And yeah, I think uh, Michelle had very much that similar um, impression from Barack in terms of how he treated people. She talked about her parents a lot. She talked about her dad, who was very ill for a long time. Some of the stuff that she said about her dad I might actually specifically uh, mention in a Father's Day related episode. But one of the things that she talks about is the strength of parents who have a vision of a life for their kids that they didn't have themselves. That that they didn't have, that they couldn't really comprehend because they hadn't lived it, they hadn't experienced it. And she, I think that the wording that she used, because I was typing into my phone, um, said, sending a kid off to college when you don't even know what that's like yourself. She talked about the strength and vision, the vision of what's possible, the vision for the future, and the vision without locking them into your own fears. Now, parents, can we get an amen, a hallelujah, or whatever is the equivalent for you on this? Let us not let our own fears or what we don't know stop us in supporting our children in what is possible for them. Man, this could be a whole episode in its own right, actually. That might have to be one that we revisit, but I thought you would be interested in hearing that. She talked about good values and good role models and the role models of seeing people going to work. Working parents of the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast. This is for you, right? Our kids seeing us going to work, whatever work is for us, is really powerful, It really opens up their mind to what's possible. It really opens up their mind to what work can do. The positives, the negatives. But, you know, we want them to have their own experiences. So not have too many things around the negatives necessarily. But, yeah, she talks about the good role models of seeing people go to work. You know, they didn't go to Princeton. They didn't go to Harvard. They didn't go to any of the places that that she had. But they went to work. She talked about the fact that kids react the way their parents react sometimes. And she referred to that when she was talking about wanting campaigning to be fun for her girls. In that, ultimately it was a slog. Ultimately the family was apart a lot. She talked about how, because the campaign team really saw her as an asset in her own right, that it didn't make sense in terms of the the traction and the impact that they could have, it didn't make sense for them to be in the same place at the same time. Because if she could get her own crowd together and get them on board and get them to see the vision and the hope and the yes I can and all of the belief that they shared as a couple and that Barack was intending to move forward with as president, then it didn't make sense for them to be in the same place. So this was a family that was really separated on the campaign trail, but she recognised that kids react how their parents react and wanted to make it fun. So there was fairs, there was face painting. And again, it really got me thinking about, you know, what can we do to make our own experiences with our families even more fun? Again, Thank you, Auntie Michelle. That is probably another podcast topic in its own right. Uh, She talks about what it feels like to lose your anonymity, something that I'm pretty sure most of us in the room couldn't relate to, but it was very interesting to hear. She answered the question, is the presidency a moral position, and had a resounding yes. And one of the many graceful things about this woman is how she can... Refer to the presidency and even refer to the current president without saying his name. His name was not mentioned once, but of course, in talking about her fears, because that was one of the questions, one of the things that she's worried about. Oh, she did some grit. Actually, I'm not going to do this bit justice, and I think I was just listening and not writing during this part, so I might completely butcher it. <laughs> Terms not how I describe it. But she talked about how, you know, the idea that the world, that the earth, that, that we ultimately veer towards the good. Even when we have big speed bumps along the way. And I know it's, it's not that war, um, all kinds of things are, are the things that kind of really make you question humanity. And, and question what is going on and in, in our own ways, certainly in the US certainly in the UK we have a lot of that going on whether it is a presidency whether it is Brexit whether it is whatever whatever you you believe there are lots of things that we are questioning and there's lots of divisiveness and stresses right now really and and she talks about You know, her firm belief that things ultimately veer towards the good. Uh, So like I said, I didn't actually write that bit down. I didn't paraphrase. I think I was just completely uh, soaking in and taking in what she was saying. But if you needed to hear that little bit of hope today, I hope that's helped to hear that perspective. She talked about how we can lift up kids or we can crush them. Each and every one of us can lift up kids or we can crush them. And this is something that we can remember all the time, because this is going to be relevant for us as parents. And if you're an educator, it's really relevant for you too. And she talked about how there had been a lot of doubt from her counsellor, and her counsellor, her her careers counsellor in high school had wondered why she was even bothering and applying for the schools that she was applying for. And of course, Stephen asked her, oh, you know, have you sent her a copy of her book? Have you done all of that? And she said, you know, I can't even remember her name. And and I, I probably can't even remember what she looked like. But I can remember how she made me feel and how she made me doubt myself. And... Yeah, the idea that we can lift up kids or we can crush them is important. And actually, I'll extend that even to, you know, the the fellow grown-ups in your life. As a couple, we can do that to each other. As a colleague in the workplace, oh my goodness, we can do that to each other. You know, so, yeah, it's the whole idea of, of the way that you make people feel. And... Really, I I will leave with her um, final couple of thoughts. One was that it's worth remembering, and she said this when there was a beautiful picture of her with Nelson Mandela. It is worth remembering that it's not often that a leader lived to see the fruits of their struggle and their sacrifice. It is not often that a leader has lived to see the fruits of their own struggle and their sacrifice. And I think she said that in the idea that that Nelson Mandela has, but also with the idea that, you know, that some of the stuff that they were fighting for under the Obama administration, these things aren't about them or even necessarily their kids immediately. But these things can have an impact on the world moving forward. So... Even when you're on the throes of the uneasy part of change, and that I did write down, those were, those were her words, on the throes of the uneasy part of change, she talks about the fact that we have an obligation not to lose face in the possibility of being better. And that is the last thought that I will leave you with today. We have an obligation not to lose face in the possibility of being better. I cannot tell you how brilliant it was to have this opportunity to see her speak live. It was really, really incredible. But what I can tell you and what I think this is a great reminder of is that connecting with the right kinds of nonfiction books. And when I say the right books, it's not me telling you what the right books are. It's you knowing you know, what the topics are that are important to you. It can be confidence. It can be money. It could be politics or leadership. It could be anything. It could be, you know, to do with with raising kids. It could be about career. There is so much great non-fiction content out there. Like Michelle's book. She talked about the fact that Barack... Actually, she didn't bring it up. Stephen Colbert talked about Barack having a book coming out. But... Not only can we read these books, but so many of them are read by the author themselves and are accessible on Audible or wherever you get your audiobooks. So we can turn off some of the nonsense that we we can't do much about necessarily. Or even if we feel that we can do something about it, like I know we've got climate change protesters at the moment, they're certainly trying to do something about what they feel strongly about. But sometimes you just need to turn down the noise, because there is so much noise, and you can consume something else. And there are some great, great books out there. So I am going to do a separate podcast on that, actually, on Some that I would recommend that have meant a lot to me recently, but also I'd love to hear from you on that as well. So, that is a whole different topic. But today, we have been talking about I Am Becoming. Nuggets of inspiration from Michelle Obama. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I've enjoyed talking about it. And as always, let's connect. Feel free to reach out on social media. I am Limitless Coaching on Facebook. I am Gina V Limitless on Instagram. I am Limitless Coach on Twitter. And if you are listening to this on iTunes, as I've said, please subscribe. Please share and certainly please leave a comment, leave a review. I'd love it if it was a positive one. And it will help other people find this podcast. Amazing. All right, lovely. I hope you have a brilliant day, a brilliant time, whatever you're doing. And I really look forward to connecting with you again soon. Bye.